0: are in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 2, and when last we left our intrepid warriors, they were on the cusp of the promised land and not uh, allowed ultimately to go in, 40 years of wandering, they were finally told by God to turn north. And progress. Uh, However, as they turned north, they were to leave alone three people groups Moab, Ammon, and Edom, or Esau. And why were they to be left alone?
1: Kinsmen.
0: Kinsmen, good. Family. God
1: had given them that
0: land. Yeah. You know, and, and, and really this, I, I hope this is an encouragement to you that we see in in the law, we see the unfolding of Israel as a nation, becoming a nation, God's chosen people. But even in the midst of God dealing or working in and through Israel, we see that God is also working with other nations as well. God doesn't, you know, these are my guys and I don't work with anybody else. No. You know, he, he, he has a place for Edom. He has a place for Moab. He has a place for Ammon. And in fact, he uses them to essentially strike down other peoples as that comes out within uh, the text as well. So great encouragement, least, least ways to me. There, we're going to pick up in, uh, let's see, I'm in the right chapter, good. We left off in uh, verse 23 there, we'll pick up in verse 24, we'll start on my left this time, Shauna, not too many goofy words in there, you can skip over the ones you want, 24 to, uh, 24 and 25 if you would.
1: under heaven. They will hear reports of you and will tremble and be in anguish because of you.
0: Okay, the Arnon River comes, if you imagine the middle of the Dead Sea there, Arnon, the Arnon Gorge, which is a little river again, the Dead Sea is 1,500 feet below sea level, and really what you have are big mountains, a big ridge line on both sides of Jordan and the Dead Sea, Jerusalem. If you if you take the very northern part of the Dead Sea and just go up into the hills, just over the hills, that's where Jerusalem sits. So, for orientation, but the Arnon Gorge down here would be Edom and Moab. Ammon is actually two Up here, a little bit further to the east, where you would have Syria and Damascus today. Up to the north, you would have the sea of galilee so um he now tells them to rise up and set out on their journey over the arnon gorge and he's gonna give Sion into their hands why
1: okay
0: does it say why Okay says he's gonna do that, but you know what's wrong what's wrong with this cyan guy? I don't know. It doesn't say. It does not say here. Doesn't good. Doesn't say here. We we will look ultimately at what God is doing, and this is so important because this whole section that we're gonna look at kind of as it's pointing to, because we're not gonna get into the conquest of of uh, Canaan that would be the book of Joshua um, this is the thing one of the things that comes up as a big finger in the eye for believers about this God that we serve that he would go in and destroy these other people so that's we'll, we'll get to that at the end we're just going to see all of the destruction that happens here we're going to just march marching on here and we'll talk about it at the end so um, so yes, he says, uh, tells them to take possession of the land and contend with him in battle. Was Is this part of the promised land as they understood it? Would you say that again? Is this region here east of the Jordan, part of the promised land as they understood it? No. I'm going to say yes. Ultimately, and I, I don't have the chapter verse, let me blow this, or shrink this down a little bit. Okay, okay, here you've got Galilee and the Dead Sea here, and ultimately the part of the Red Sea, Sinai Peninsula over here. God gives them from the brook of Egypt, and there's a debate about where that is, perhaps somewhere around Gaza down over here up through the land of Canaan, which is between the Mediterranean Sea and you thank you and all the way up to the great river, the Tigris Euphrates, OK? So it extends all the way up there. And they came up to Kadesh Barnea, and they expected to go like that, straight in the land, and, and they balked, God went out of the pool. And so then they turned over here and came up, ultimately, this way. You good?
2: So if, they, if, if you're asking if on the east side of the Jordan River if that was the promised land, but if it was, then why
0: So the original understanding for them is that this is what they're going to get. But now here God says you're going to get this too. So is that where the tribe of uh, Reuben and
2: Manassas states?
0: Yes. Reuben, Gad, and the half tribe of Manasseh will get a uh, nice segue. Beautiful. But here's here's a, God gives them a note of encouragement. He says go up and cross over the Arnon, and I am going to put dread into their hearts of you guys, fear of you so when people hear of you they 're going to tremble it 's going to be a little wonky for them for the other people I mean they 've seen caravans they 've seen nomadic people before, but you have have you seen a million? Nomadic people? like a horde of locusts. Oh my! Yes. You know? Oh, you know, all of a sudden you wake up one morning and there's a million people parked outside. We're only a town of a hundred thousand. So
1: ten of us,
0: basically. Yeah, exactly. That's gonna consume a whole bunch of humanity. A whole lot of humanoids out there. So, Or a whole bunch of geography. Take up a whole lot of space. Okay. So, this is what God commands them to do. But, you know, what a great encouragement for Israel. Yeah, no no doubt that that's going to put dread into those people. But God says that's going to happen. So, he says, go and do this. And what should Israel say? Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. And that's what they do. Now... Verse 26, let's see, uh, let's go 26 to 29. Olivia, would you read 26 to 29? No wacky names in there. So I sent messengers from the wilderness of Ked and Ke, Mosque to shine on the king of Heshbon, with words of peace, saying, let me pass through your land. I will go by the
3: road, I will turn aside neither to the right nor to the right, you shall sell me let me pass
1: as the sons
0: lived in and the who for me until I go over the Jordan into the Okay, so notice right there at the end before, before we kind of talk about he says before we cross over the Jordan into the land the Lord our God is giving us. So again they're thinking, despite what they were just told, they were just told by God hey, I'm going to give you this land to possess too. Are they being deceitful?
1: Sounds like an, uh, a tactic of war.
0: Was it intended that way?
3: The way it states it, it doesn't sound like it. It
0: doesn't. Did God tell them to go and start out and try and make peace with them? No. Is this sinful? No, no, that's good. Is this rebellious? No, this is like, no, no. Yes. Well, if they're following God's command, then no. But God didn't tell them to make peace.
1: Oh, well. But...
0: God tell, told them to go in and possess the land, and I'm going to put the dread of the people. But what if they do, well, did they do that and
2: then make peace? He told them obey and then contend
3: with him in battle. I don't think they're Yeah.
0: I can't, I can't say. I, I, I can't be dogmatic in this. Um, we're crossing over hey ultimately we're trying to make peace with everybody this is not the land that we understood that we were going to start waylaying people but and, and it gets it gets a little weird so it, in some ways it, it, it seems that's not exactly what I told you to do I told you to go up and contend with him in battle so No, exactly. So. However, I can't go from an argument of silence. Mm-hmm. Was God thrilled about the all the wives that David had? No. I would say no. doesn't say that anywhere. It no. doesn't say it anywhere. So is that, say, hey, have as many wives as you would like? No. No. So I can't argue from silence that this is God is condoning their deceit nor condemning because it doesn't say. It's one of the things that we have to be very careful of when we read God's word that we go as far as it takes us. I can think about it. I can surmise about it. But if it doesn't say it, if I don't get the idea elsewhere, looking back in numbers, where he talks about this also then I got ah. cuz that makes me,
2: makes me think of military deception mm-hmm. they did that they did that in World War II mm-hmm. where they deceived you know Hitler thinking
0: that they were going to be attacking from somewhere else. So sure that could have been what this was, too could have been but what happens then if they if they go yeah come on
2: or it's going to get
0: yeah okay, so again we can we could debate what ifs until the cows come home and find no utility in it whatsoever. But verse thirty, Sion, King of Heshbon, would not let us pass, for the Lord your God hardened his spirit and made his heart obstinate, that he might give him into your hand as he is this day. God hardened his heart. Is that fair? You know, we, we, we wrestle with things today. I don't think people before used to wrestle with. They just went, okay, God did that. You know, He did that because He's sovereign. But we've become so, oh man, equality, liberty. I mean, attacking, attacking nations, that was, that was life. Waylaying other people, that was life. Back in 1000 AD and back in the day. I mean, we are historically sophisticated, or we think ourselves to be. And so God hardened his heart. Is that just? Is that fair? Is that.
2: It is because we know who God is. So we don't know all that was going on. We don't know if His heart was already hardened, like Pharaoh. So we don't know.
3: Yes! Well, the clay cannot say to the potter, Why did you make me this way?
0: Well, I can, but a lot, a lot of good it's going to do them.
3: It does not have the authority.
0: That's right. It's foolish. It's foolish. Um Pharaoh's a great example because God tells Moses, I'm gonna harden Pharaoh's heart. But it starts out in Exodus going, Pharaoh hardened his heart, Pharaoh hardened his heart, Pharaoh hardened his heart, and then God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Then Pharaoh hardened his heart and God hardened Pharaoh's heart, and then when it comes time, for God to separate the sheep and the goats. I firmly believe there are some people who when they see God Almighty face to face will still want nothing to do with Him. Still want nothing to do with Him. There will be some, Scripture tells us, to say, Lord, Lord! Don't be surprised and shocked. But God's good purpose and God's glory in all of life unfolds around us. He hardens whom he will and he gives grace to whom he will. Who does he owe grace to? No one. Otherwise, it's not grace. I mean, who? Who, who is so good to merit God's favor? Only
1: Jesus.
0: Yeah, there there is none good. So, you know, God hardens his heart here, and the Lord said, verse thirty one, to me, "Behold, I have begun now to give Sion." And his land over to you. Begin to take possession. That you may occupy his land. Sion came out against us. He and all his people. To the battle at Jahaz. And the Lord our God. Gave him over to us. And we defeated him. And his sons. And all his people. And we captured all his cities. At that time. And devoted to destruction. Every city. Men. Women. And children we left no survivors okay here we go again okay we'll we'll just we'll just go noted and we will come to this a little bit later <laughs> left no survivors but we did take the livestock and the spoil for ourselves with plunder of the cities that we captured from Aror which is on the edge of the valley of the Arnon and from the city that is in the valley as far as Gilead there was not a city too high for us. The Lord, our God, gave all into our hands. An important acknowledgement. <clears throat> the Lord God gave all into our hands. How? How did he do that? In battle. In battle. What did Israel have to do? Fight. Fight. They had to fight. Who told them to fight? God. God told them to fight. Then they go, hey, look what we did. Keith, I,
1: I don't recall uh, any point where you will take everything. I mean, normally you kill the, the men of battle. And you'll leave alone the
0: what do they call it? Uh, Civilians? And the children. Yeah. Civilians,
3: non combat yeah.
1: Wait, I
0: mean, well,
3: like they, they later, God says in later cities, mm. well, they, they didn't believe but in God. We're not in the later
1: yet. We're in the, I know, but this
3: instruction. It doesn't so say that, right? but that, right? that could be implied that they're <clears throat> not Christians. and
1: that I did not. I
0: should I should have. I did not. I believe it is in Leviticus. I believe it's in Leviticus where God tells them that they are going in and they are to destroy... Everything. Everything. <clears throat> um, again, we'll, we'll look at this a little bit later about the I mean, dist- I mean God's intent and God's purpose.
1: True, this is after the 40 year. Yes. Uh, Jericho was,
0: but we will see this fleshed out later in Deuteronomy as well. Again, so for us to be able to go, okay, I, I comprehend. I can get I can get my little moral mind around this. The
2: theme with Israel <clears throat>
0: uh, good we're getting ahead no that's okay so should
3: we infer that taking the livestock as spoil was disobedience
0: no no because again here as, as, as Moses is retelling this there is no implication of evil in all of this Okay. There's no implication of disobedience or otherwise.
3: So you're not necessarily saying that they were doing what is right,
2: just that we don't know.
0: I, I believe concept. absolutely they were doing what was right. Okay. I believe, I believe fully they were doing what God commanded them to do.
2: At this point when they're fighting, but before when they came through, we're not certain. So that's what... That, yeah, well... Right, because there was they a time. tried to make friends with them first, and God didn't tell them to
0: do yes. it. Yes, so that, that's kind of that's, that's, that's iffy. But I believe based on what the rest of Scripture and the rest of the law is going to tell us here, and we'll look at some of it in, in just a moment, um, that they're doing what they're supposed to do. Okay, by not leaving any, there weren't no survivors. There weren't no. Radar O'Reilly. Great, great line. So we took, uh, captured them, and okay, I already read that. God gave them all great recognition that even in the battle, no matter what, yes, Israel did the fighting. There was probably some great heroism in there as well. Uh, but God gave the victory. God gave the victory. Who did he use? He used man. Okay, are there other times in Scripture where God doesn't use man and gives the victory? Wasn't it
3: with the five kings? Absolutely. He, he said the hill. And-
0: He'll send hail, they'll kill, he, he sends chaos, and they all kill themselves. It's, the Spirit of the Lord. Will yeah, them. exactly. So, how, how's God going to work? I don't know. How's he going to work? Uh, just do what he tells you to do, and trust him to do his good plan and purpose. Verse 37, only to the land of the sons of Ammon you did not draw near, that is, to all the banks of the river Jabbok and the cities of the hill country, wherever the Lord our God had forbidden us. And again, Ammon, that would be over here. The Jabbok comes out about the middle of the Jordan uh, River, and so that would be the region of Ammon up there to the north. So that's Zion, king of the Amorites, king of Heshbon. Then we got the other guy, Og, his buddy. In chapter 3, we turned and went up the way to Bashan, And Og, the king of Bashan, came out against us, he and all his people, to battle at Edri. But the Lord said to me, Do not fear him, for I have given him and all his people and his land into your hand, and you shall do to him as you did to Sion, king of the Amorites who lived in Heshbon. So there you see God saying, Do just as you did because you did right. You did exactly what I asked you to do. Okay, so there's great clarity on his part. Once again, God told them earlier to do this. God's telling them again. God's telling them again. What a sweet God. Hey, I told you, but I'm going to tell you again. Hey, go do this. Go do this. I'm with you. Do exactly what I said. It's all going to be good. Hey, go do this. What's he going to tell Joshua? Be strong and courageous. Go do this. Go do this. I'm I'm with you. How often does this message come out? Over and over and over and over and over and over again. What a great God. Why? Because it's after breakfast and I forgot what happened yesterday. Hey, I'm still with you. Oh, good. Good. So God gives good encouragement. Lord our God gave into our hand Og, also the king of Bashan, and also his people, and we struck him down until he had no survivor left. We took all his cities at that time. There was not a city that we did not take from them. Sixty cities, the whole region of Argob. I changed the name. The king of Og in Bashan, the kingdom of all these cities were all these were cities fortified with high walls, gates, and bars, besides very many unwalled villages and we devoted them to destruction, as we did Sion the king of Heshbon, devoting to destruction every city, men, women, and children. but again, all the livestock and spoil of the cities we took as our plunder. This goes we took the land verse eight at that time out of the hand of the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan from the valley of Arnon way down here all the way up to Mount Hermon which is about 30 miles north of the Sea of Galilee so this whole region fell into the hands of Israel Um, does it say how long it took
3: the entire
0: promised land. They never did conquer the entire well, promised land. It, isn't, it doesn't, it's all within a, a lifetime because ultimately what you're going to see, and it'll come up here when Gad uh, and Manasseh, or the half tribe of Manasseh and Reuben is told they can now go back home. So um, I don't believe we have, I'll, I'll look that up, but I, I don't believe we have a, a time frame on how long specifically it took there unlike temple building and such so this is you know it's a significant swath of land here that they have essentially just conquered uh, by God's hand and so what we see in verses 12 Verse 12, when we took possession of this land, I gave to the Reubenites and the Gadites the territory beginning at Aror, which is on the edge of the valley of Arnon, and half the hill country of Gilead with its cities. If you've ever heard of the Golan Heights, the Golan Heights, very strategic location. Uh, Actually, as you head northeast out of Galilee, it rises up to a high plain area and goes all the way up into Damascus there and huge battles between Israel and Syria during their battle for independence in 48 and the uh, 57 and the Six Day War in 67 and 1973. The Golan Heights are always contested and still Syria and Israel are toe-to-toe on the Golan Heights. So really a very strategic area prior to uh, really heading off into the high country. Of uh, Syria there, so uh, off uh, they go for those spoils, and these three tribes. It's a, it, and again, if I if I simply read this, it seems like Moses just went ah, oh, we're going to apportion it to them. But if you go back to Numbers, Reuben, Gad, and the half tribe of Manasseh asked for it. How did that go over?
2: He said that he said they could have it as long as they could take their men who could fight and fight with Israel until they're defeated in the promised land and then they could
0: come back. Right, exactly. But initially it's like what? And and great story in Joshua about possible contention between Eastern Israel, those those guys, and Western Israel, and the whole altar that they erect up there. So initially, there's why why, 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 why do you want to do this? They're going, man, it's great land. It's great land. We'll come. we'll, we'll, We'll go fight. Oh, okay. All right. Sweet. And so that's exactly what Moses has them agree to. That you are going to go in, leave all your women and children, which. Struck me as a little weird. I think they might have left a few guys to maybe defend against guys coming in from the east here. Probably did, but most everybody came across the men to help the rest of Israel conquer the promised land. So ultimately given out to them. Uh, let's see, picking up in 14, Jair, the Manasite took all the region of Argob, that is Bashan, as far as the border of the Geshurites and the Maakathites, and called the village after his own name, havat Jair, as it is to this day. To Makir I gave Gilead, and to the Reubenites and the Gadites I gave the territory from Gilead as far as the valley of Arnon in the middle of the valley uh, uh, as a border. As far as the river Jabbok, the border of Ammonites, the Arabah, Also with the Jordan as the border from Kinnereth, as far as the Sea of the Arabah. Kinnereth is also another name for Galilee, Sea of Kinnereth. Sea of the Arabah, the Salt Sea would be the Dead Sea, under the slopes of Pisgah to the east. I commanded you at that time, and here it is. The Lord your God has given you this land to possess all your men of valor, shall cross over armed before your brothers, the people of Israel. Only your wives, your little ones, and your livestock, I know that you have much livestock, shall remain in the cities that I have given you, until the Lord gives rest to your brothers as to you, and they also occupy the land that the Lord your God gives them beyond the Jordan. Then each of you may return to his possession which I have given you, And I commanded Joshua at that time, Your eyes have seen all that the Lord your God has done to these two kings. So will the Lord do to all the kingdoms into which you are crossing. You shall not fear them, for it is the Lord your God who fights for you.
2: So all the women were going to stay on the east side of the Jordan?
0: That's how it reads. The women and children. And all the men were crossing over
3: are they counting children? Are they counting half. through 18, or are they counting until? No, no. said when they counted the inches. men I'm
2: just saying, because he's asking Doesn't say. Really.
0: Like, they, like, doesn't do say. Mean, we could surmise, I would think, if you're all. Well,
2: in numbers, doesn't it say take account of all the men 20 and up, the men who can fight? Yes. So right
0: just just
2: sure. Yes. I have a question now. Please. All right, so Reuben Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh, so we know that Ephraim and Manasseh were given the tribe of Joseph to share. So yep. is that why they're called half tribe? Because Ephraim is half of it, and Joseph Arif, and
0: negative. Okay. Half of Manasseh is gonna go over and get land in the promised land. Okay, so So the so, other half tribe. So we're talking half of Manasseh. Oh, uh,
2: okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so that was yeah, that was confusing. So Joseph, since Levi didn't get possession, so Ephraim and Manasseh took the place, uh-huh. basically, of uh-huh. Levi's, and still there are 12 tribes. Yep. Okay.
0: Yep. It's always interesting when the 12 tribes are listed. Mm-hmm. Who's listed? In Revelation as well. Sometimes Dan gets dropped out. Yeah, I, I, that's, a, that's a whole other issue. Okay, so the apportionment, very very interesting, just that, that you know, God's grace. Here's Here's more. And these were great shepherding lands for those guys. They had, like they alluded to here, they had lots of flocks. And so this was great. We're loving it here. We want this land. Um, We see a specific exhortation given to Joshua. Once again, God's good encouragement. God encouraging his people Throughout the Word, and this is why the Word is so rich for us, throughout the New Testament, throughout the letters in the Gospels and the Old Testament, Law and Prophets, we see God's encouragement, God's exhortation for us to do and to be what He calls us to be. Why? Because He is with us. He is going with us. To do what he has for us to do, those things that he has determined in eternity past ephesians two ten for us to do here and now in Christ, so great great encouragement you know and his, he hearkens back in Joshua or here in chapter three verse twenty one to Joshua. Your eyes have seen all that the Lord your God has done. Okay? Once again, remember what I did. What I did to them, I'm going to do to all these other guys. Okay? So I'm not telling you to take a blind step of faith. God is going, You saw this. You can go all the way back to Egypt and go, you saw that. So that which you saw, hang on to that and trust me and go. So we're not going to press further here. We'll, we'll, we'll finish up chapter three and, and chapter, go into chapter four next week. Some good stuff, but let's, let's, Let's go back now and and talk about all the killing because we're going to see it commanded by God to destroy them all. And you're going to have atheists and agnostics and even believers go, who is this God? Why is Canaan being waylaid? Oh, he's
1: good
0: yeah, he's, he li- he like he just likes Perfect. he likes squishing bugs. He's that kind of God. He just finds worms on the pavement and grinds them up for his good pleasure. Because
2: God hates- I just read something recently. I can't remember exactly what it was in the Old Testament. He, God hates evil. And these were evil people. And he says that his wrath comes upon evil people who do not repent. Okay. So it has to do something with that. without getting ahead
1: in chapter 5, there's a tree that the Lord God made with.
0: Go and destroy these cities for me. Okay, he hasn't said that yet. No, you're
1: right.
0: And so we're, again, we're just, I want to actually go back and see some things really to this point that we can hang our hat on. Carbon, what did you say a little bit ago? Did you say something? No. Okay. We're going to go way back. Okay, so hold your place. Go back to Genesis chapter 15. We are in the time of Abraham here, who is still yet Abram. Fifteen. This is God's, pardon me, second telling. He tells Abraham three times, I'm going to make a covenant with you. Three times. This is his second telling of it. We're going to pick up in verse 12 here. Uh, Elaine, would you read 12 through 16? As the sun
2: was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram, and behold, dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs, and will be servants there, and they will be afflicted for four hundred years. But I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve, and afterward they shall come out with great possessions. As for yourself, you shall go to your fathers in peace, and you shall be buried in a good old age. And they sh- shall come back here in the fourth generation, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. You said sixteen.
0: Right? Yep, that's right. Did Did any Israelites suffer in Egypt? I mean, that's that. 400 years. We haven't even been around 400 years. 400 years. And they were slaves in that for a good bit of that time.
1: Not to mention the, the baby killing. Okay, yeah. That was going on. We don't, we're not told how long.
0: Did God allow this? Yeah, he told them it going to happen. God tells them, I am going to bring your people back here to this place. When? When When Now, that's what Elaine touched on. They are a bad people. Bad people beget... Bad people, bad company, corrupt, good character. What can change? Do people suddenly get good? No. Do barbarians start going, hey, let's start writing poetry. No. Hey, let's be kind to one another. No, because the guy with the bigger club's gonna kill that guy because he's a dope. <laughs> I mean it it doesn't happen. Civilization doesn't just <laughs> Exodus Chapter twenty three twenty three. Uh, somebody want to read 23 and 24? I'll, I'll offer it up. Go ahead, Sarah.
3: When my angel goes before you and brings you the Amorites and the Hittites and the Parasites and the Canaanites, the Hivites and the Jebusites, and I blot them out, you shall not bow down to their gods nor serve them, nor do as they do, but you shall utterly overthrow them and break their pillars in peace.
0: And he goes here. God is telling them what he is going to do to the Amorites, here, the Canaanites, the Jebusites, the all Why? Why is he doing this? They're full of us, yeah, I'm gonna blot them out. They're, they're stench. They're stench in my nostrils. Why is? Why is, and this is, this is why Deuteronomy is so beautiful. We, we, we're not there yet. We'll, we'll get there. Why is, why is God giving Israel this land? Because
1: he chose
0: them. Yes. Is it, is it because they're a holy and righteous people?
3: Yeah.
1: No. No, they're
0: wholly unrighteous. But God has chosen them to be a righteous people to follow after his law and his way. The Amorites, uh uh-uh, they're they're foul. But what about the babies? What did the babies ever do? What do we do with this? They're killing babies. How do you answer that? Yeah, but maybe maybe they could adopt the kids into their their families and raise them up. Well, that would have been a great idea, says the twenty-first century American. But they know we kill them. We're killing the babies too.
1: not the conqueror you're the conqueree, so eventually eventually the conquering might become the conqueror of another conqueree, so it just
0: each repeats, repeats, repeats. of much of Israel <laughs> who's on first how much of Israel did God kill? How much of what everybody
3: except two. <laughs> of Israel? Thousand.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably go to a million. Yeah. I mean, God essentially said, you are sentenced to death. I, I've sentenced you to death until I purify this people for myself. I mean, you can go back to Korah's rebellion and look at the thousands that died in their rebellion down in Sinai and all along the way. God, God isn't just arbitrary for the Canaanites. God wants a holy people. God desires people who will follow after him and love him and obey him. But still, that that whole thing about kids, man. God
1: is the same yesterday, today. He's establishing a nation for himself. Jesus Christ has fulfilled that. So today, we're...
0: We're not there. there. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he told the Israelites that they were not to give their daughters to others in marriage and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So in... I guess on one level, I just have to say, you know, I don't really... I cannot understand all of why God does what he does, but... I, mean, I I can at least see that he was maintaining the commands. You know, he was putting into place principles that would allow them to obey the commands oh. that he'd already given.
0: He means what he says. Is 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 there a worse is there not a worst, is there a worse thing than death? Yeah.
1: Damnation.
0: Yeah DAMnation. Absolutely. Is it possible? That God is showing grace to children by taking them young. Well,
1: yes, I yes. I mean the Bible
0: talks about the age of understanding, and so those babies didn't die and go to hell. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's very near and dear to me. We see that God holds each one accountable for what they know. Why is any saved? Any is saved by grace, by grace and grace alone. Does God save any of the Canaanites? Yes. 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 Whom? Rahab. Rahab and her family. And her family, not just Rahab, but Rahab and her family. Were there others in Canaan perhaps who followed after the living God? Maybe were there any who died in the wilderness, who loved the Lord, God or repented of their rebellion? Maybe and, and, and so so number four under, where does that leave us? Give him the benefit of the doubt. Give God, holy, righteous, good, merciful, the benefit of the doubt here. We see he's not arbitrary. Because he doesn't just waylay Canaan. He waylays Israel. As he waylaid Egypt. Why? For their iniquity. For their rebel hearts. Rebel scum. The other ones, the other points are there for your meditation. Because I'm out of time. We'll continue to talk about this as we go through deuteronomy because this idea of god destroying the canaanites and preparing a place for israel not because they're good and holy but because of his grace is thematic and that's where we stand too you're not holy and righteous and and good in yourself god chose you to reveal himself to you in all of this the end.